Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Blender. We're back. I believe it's episode three at this point. Maybe four? I know I was there for now one of them. Just one of them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know The Blender doesn't work with just one person on it. I do have a guest. It is the host of WrestleMania Salvation. Sal is joining me. Hey, Sal. What's up, Jeff? Hey, I'm bad at this hosting thing. I just realized it. Um... So, so we have an interesting dynamic. <clears throat> this episode is going to drop at the same time of WrestleMania Salvation tomorrow. Ooh. And on that episode, Jason was kind enough to guest host with me. And at the end, he tells me I should be on the blender. And I kind of was like, well, we'll see. And right. look where I am tonight. Yeah, you really, you're, you're going to be competing with yourself. You're going to be on <laughs> both episodes. I'm making the rounds this week. This is my, this is my week. It's WrestleMania week, so. I gotta be on every possible show I can be. That's true. It is WrestleMania week. We have the go home shows coming up this week. And, uh, well, I guess that means we really just gotta talk about WrestleMania a little bit, doesn't it? I guess it does. Alright, well, let's start with, hmm, let's start with the least exciting storyline going into WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. I have, is it, is it Angle or Corbin? Angle and Corbin? Or is it Brock and Rollins? Ooh. Okay, that brings up an interesting point. Um, somebody said to me this, this week, uh, as I was discussing the events of Monday Night Raw SmackDown, that, hey, bro, I got news for you. Rollins, Kofi, and Becky are not winning. They're not, all three of them are not winning. And in my mind, I was like, well, why not? I'd love it if all three of them won. <laughs> um, but then, you know, my, my his, historic uh, WWE mind came into play, and I was like, well, yeah, Vince is probably not going to let that happen. So you're going to close Mania with Becky winning. That's pretty much a guarantee. Right. Uh, I know there's some other theories out there. I don't buy them. Not to close Mania. Right. Uh, if you don't have Kofi win, then um, you really run the risk of people, uh, you know, kneeling during a national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that leaves Rollins and Brock. And God, I don't want Brock to continue to be the champion, but yeah, there's a good chance he might be. I, I. I hope not. Um, uh, I mean, as far as the build going into either of those matches I listed, I am, I, I could give a shit, honestly. Uh, watching Angle wrestle this past week was, it, it was just very apparent, as Jason pointed out on the uh, rundown, it was very apparent that he, he's not anywhere near what he used to be able to produce. And, I, I mean, people are saying that maybe they're going to use this as a front to get a more exciting opponent for Angle, which I, I hope, but I don't know if he's like, if he's up to it. I don't know if he's up to actually having a better opponent. So here's an interesting dynamic, is that um, we do this whole Angle farewell tour. Right. And he's fighting AJ, and he's fighting Joe, and he's having these matches that even five years ago would have been 
20 minute match of the year candidates, right? Maybe even like three years ago, not even five. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he left TNA and he was on the indies for a little bit and he was having matches with Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes and they were pretty good. Yeah, they were. They were and then he got brought in maybe a year later. He got brought in under the Hall of Fame banner. And even his match last year, a year ago to date, with Triple H and, and Ronda and Stephanie, was not bad. And if anything, I understand it was a tag match, but if anything, it, it you know, it played to his strengths and weaknesses, and he looked passable. Right. Ever since that match, whether it's whether it's the match with the Shield, or these matches with McIntyre and Corbin, and now this week with Joe, it's just it, it was sad. Yeah. And he just can't go. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. He, I, uh, Ginger was he just looks so stiff. He literally looks like he can hardly walk at this point, and it's really sad. And he's him wrestling is just. I don't know. You can hope maybe he's just saving it for one last match, but I don't know if I want to see him do anything crazy. <laughs> I, I just... So here's something they they kind of alluded to in the rundown, Jason and Ginger. But this is a guy who's had multiple neck surgeries, right? Right. Um, so I, I think it was Ginger who mentioned that Joe threw a punch at him on Monday and he couldn't even snap his head back. Yeah. So maybe that's the problem. I mean, if he's if he's having issues with mobility in his neck and his in his in his base, you know, within his legs and his spine, it's not. I mean, think about Brett at WrestleMania 26. There's not really much you could do. You can't bump. You can't move. You can't go on offense. I mean, look, if that's the case, if this really is what we're what Kurt Angle has has deteriorated to, then. Do the match with Corbin, finish the storyline, wave him off into the sunset and be done. Right, right. Yeah, I'm going to be the bigger man and not bring up what word, word you said wrong there. But, um, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I think, I, I feel like if, if you took Kurt Angle's spine and just removed it from his body, you could probably use it as a walking stick. That's how stiff it is. <laughs> his. His spine, I think, is just one solid piece of bone in his back. I, I it's just it, that's what it looks like when he walks. He walks kind of like with his knees bent, and is like his. Yes. He, he, it's like it's so crazy to me how how like once he got back to WWE and started wrestling again, uh, it just it it's not been good. Like when he had the match with the she when he was one of the Shield members, mm-hmm. like. He, he had a couple German suplexes at one point, but they had to like take him out of the match for most of it. And then, like he he just doesn't look good. And I I really don't care. Like this is unfortunately, I mean, yeah, it's Kurt Angle's last match, so you're gonna want to watch it. But it's it's a piss break match. It really is. And unless they do something, like you said, maybe. But Bray Wyatt, you could have Bray Wyatt come in, but. Do people really care about that? It'll be a nice pop, I guess, right? But that's about it. Well, you see, that that's kind of what I've been noticing. Like, they're giving him the out of fighting Joe and AJ and and uh, other people on his way out, and it's nice. It's a nice little farewell. Um, but if 
you know, I, I think everybody is, is looking at the match with Joe on Monday night like, oh, this mm-hmm. is just getting worse, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, uh, and Ginger and Jason brought it up. Those Germans were all Joe, oh, you know, yeah, he, popping he, his hips isn't a thing for Angle anymore. It's not going to happen. Yeah, those so, suplexes would have looked better if he was wrestling the Invisible Man. Yeah. So if if okay. So that being said, why put him in there with a guy like Cena? It's a waste of time, right? Have him fight Baron, and whether he goes over or not, I don't really think it really matters at this point. Just please have it be under four minutes and be done with it. Yeah, have a sprint, four minute sprint, or what you would call a sprint for Angle, and just have him land a couple like just his greatest hits of moves. And get those out of the way, and like you said, whether he wins or loses, it really doesn't matter. Similar to what they did with Taker last year against Cena. Oh, That's yeah. it. Yep. Have it be a quick three-minute thing and be done with it. Yep. Um, as far as uh, Brock and Rollins, uh, I, I just I, I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see Brock win. I uh, Paul Heyman hasn't been doing his greatest work on this feud um he usually is like when he comes out it's like you're hanging on to every word he says uh i don't find that to be the case this time i don't i don't i don't care about this storyline at all i just want to see it could have been brock at this point honestly it could have been brock versus anybody and i would want to see the anybody win uh Mm -hmm. like when roman won just so he can get the title back on bra so I don't necessarily blame Paul. Like, I think he's working with what he has. Oh, don't and that's why yeah. he keeps yeah, yeah, that's why he keeps bringing up Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and all these other guys with set sides. And um, I get Infant Balor, and I get the, the logic. Um, the problem, in my opinion, with this feud is it has very little heat. It has no heat. Like, to start the feud when Seth won the Rumble, Brock... F5'd him six times. But that's not exactly a good look. Nope. You've already emptied your arsenal on him in the first encounter. Yep. And it's not like you, like, pissed on him while he was unconscious, which would have been more heat, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He could have turned into friggin', uh, he could have turned into the jacked up version of, um, Drake Maverick, you know? He could have just taken a leak on Rollins. It would have got so much fucking heat. Not that I suggest that anybody actually piss on Rollins. I'm just saying that, like, he hit him with six F5s and didn't do anything. And then he disappeared off TV. And then, you know, he's barely interacted with them. Like, I don't feel like this is personal at all. I feel like this is Seth going up against uh, an unstoppable force. And... He's going to burn it down, but it's Lesnar, so do we really believe that? Yeah. Like, I almost feel like, and, and I think I think Ginger said this, I almost feel like if it was Drew versus Brock, it would be way more intriguing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even, you don't even have to really turn Drew face. Just have it like when Joe faced against uh, Brock. Mm-hmm. Have it to be like sure. that kind of dynamic. And it would have been ten times more interesting. And you could have even you could have easily taken this match and built it into something interesting. Um, but they just ha- they haven't had enough. I, there's just nothing going on. Like why are they wrestling? Just because Rollins won the Royal Rumble. That's it. 
Right. It's, it's literally that that surface level of feud. That's it. I won the Royal Rumble, so I'm going to face you at WrestleMania. That's that's it. And Speaking of which, I'm not saying anything bad about Kofi, and God knows this came out of nowhere. But yeah. if Seth picks Daniel Bryan, it's almost more intriguing, right? Like... Um, if you had a promo battle between Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, and Daniel Bryan is on his whole militant vegan shtick, and Rollins is like, you know, you think you're better than everybody else, you're not, I think I would have liked that better. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I really <laughs> liked how they built up this whole Kofi thing. So, I, I mean, everybody is just balls oh, no, the granted, wall behind Kofi. This, this whole Kofi thing is amazing. I'm just saying, like, in retrospect, like... It would have been better for Rollins, I think. Right. Um, I I don't know if it would have been a better setup. I don't think you could have too much more of a better setup than it. This is one of the best, I think, um, wrestler versus the McMahon or Vince storylines you've got in the past maybe ten years. I think because usually it's like a half-assed, you know, Roman against the fucking McMahons and it's nobody <laughs> fucking cares. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Which, by the way, the more intriguing spot for Rollins is post-mania if Roman turns on him. Mm-hmm. You know, that that would be fucking amazing. I don't believe it's ever going to happen. No, but it's not. Rollins with that belt instantly becomes more intriguing. Rollins losing at 9.30 on Sunday next week and Brock retaining, I'm bored again. It oh, fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah, because the only way you can can make me interested in the universal title picture if Brock still has it is you put Drew there. That's it. It's the only way right now. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of which, um, who do you think comes out with the win? Do you think it's Roman Reigns or Drew at WrestleMania then? So it's an interesting topic, right? Drew is the next big thing. There's dollar signs written all over him. Oh, yeah. He's huge, which obviously Vince likes. He can cut a good promo, even with his Scottish accent. He's a mean motherfucker right now. But then Roman's coming off of cancer. So I'd like to think cancer wins. Well, no, cancer doesn't win, but the guy surviving (laughs) cancer wins every time. Well, unfortunately, sometimes cancer does win. In this case, it did not. It did not. Um, so my heart tells me let Roman go over, right? It's right. mania. Yeah. But my mind tells me the money is in having Drew go over because it, it, it can continue the feud. And it can build Drew like, hey, I beat Roman Reigns in WrestleMania. Who else can say that? Not too many people. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, I, I think that's what it comes down to is – this is also like a. Um, this is just like kind of a. Uh, what do you say? Like, it just kind of came out of the whole the shield being reunited thing. This is where this feud came from, right? Um, right. They had that match at Fastlane, which oh fucking god. Uh, On the other side of it, though, like this, you know, ever since Roman came back, I was wondering what they were going to do for him for Mania, and I think this is the best opponent they had available. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Like, this is a great program for Roman. 
So that being said, maybe you have Drew Cheats to win? Yeah, I think that would be good. I, I think you just you're probably just gonna have Roman go over clean. I'm pretty sure that's what's gonna happen. But um it it would you, be nothing. Can you really argue with it if they do though? I mean that's not no. like No, no, you, you can't. Know. I mean Roman is he's he's as over as he's been in a while. Um mm-hmm. unfortunately the circumstances, uh but you know, uh you gotta capitalize on it a bit. And uh sure. I, I, it's, it would really take nothing to build Drew back up. He's, he's so over with everybody and, and the fans know he's a badass and you just have, you could have him lose here. It wouldn't really mean a whole lot and just have him come back on Monday and, and beat the shit out of somebody else or beat the shit out of Roman again. It doesn't matter. I mean, to be fair, if Seth wins, I envision one of these guys being his next challenger. Oh, for sure. Instantly. I'm talking back. The only uh, only thing I'll really dislike and I think would be a a terrible mistake is if you have Roman as his next challenger and not be heel. Like, if you have him as a face and be like, hey, yeah, yeah, we're going to fight for the belt. And, like, I could see them trying to do something like that. And then don't don't make Rollins the heel. My only counter to that is with the amount of... um, push they've put into Rollins. You know, burn it down. He's on the cover of the video game. The last thing you want to do is put him in a program against a face Roman. Don't do that. Yeah. So I don't think they'll do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you now, can't... heal Roman, that's a whole different story. Like, that opens a lot of doors if it's a heal Roman. Yeah, I feel like that would be but a... It... That would be... It would be interesting to see him as a heel. I, I want I would be curious to see how he would work as a heel, mm-hmm. uh, as a single star at least. Because I guess they were they were heels in the, as the Shield at one point when they first started, right? Like that was their. Right. That but other than that, I mean, I, I would love to see him now as as a heel. Um, I guess the real issue comes down to the you you'd be, you don't have that many faces that are legitimate right now, so it, it's hard to. It's hard to, uh, I guess, turn another one of your biggest faces heel. It would be a great moment, don't get me wrong, and I would love to see it, but it would just be hard to do right now. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the smart, if I'm booking this shit, the smart money would be, you know, Rollins wins the title and then feuds with McIntyre. Right. That, to me, is the money going into the summer. And Roman, nothing to discredit Roman. He, like you said, he's over. He's he's getting cheered a lot for once. Um, but there's a lot of other guys you can line up against Roman. Oh yeah. And and I'm and I'm fine building him. You know, he doesn't have to be Universal Champion right now. Uh, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I mean, obviously the guy's got a legitimate claim. He never lost it. But um, if you if you run with Seth then the next logical person is McIntyre. The last thing you do, because this, this will have a negative effect on Roman's uh, you know, popularity right now, the last thing you do is have Brock retain and have Roman fight Brock next, because then we're just going in circles. Yep, yeah. I, it would not surprise me at all if that's where we go to. Um, 
Because when he know. when he did win the belt from Brock, um, you know, it was a big moment. And unfortunately, I could see Vince looking at that and seeing dollar signs again. And and it will sell, but it's just it is gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt Roman in the long run. Well, least. to you know, I, I get the fact that their plans were to run with Roman. And they never got to use those plans because he had to take time off because of the leukemia. I just don't think it's smart to just hit the reset button and start and start that all over again. Because you're not going to have the same momentum you had when he beat Brock at SummerSlam. And right. you could argue, yeah, okay, Roman's more over now, but nobody wants to see Brock and Roman again right now. It's just been done to death. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. Well, anyway... Going from the... Now, Jeff, uh, I have a question for ooh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the first time in the rundown's long, long history, one of our hosts is going to WrestleMania. And that is you, my friend. I am, in fact, going to WrestleMania, and I am thoroughly excited. I, um, It's funny, it's, it's not... It didn't really hit me that I was going until today, because... Uh, I just, I've just been so busy, uh, doing stuff that, uh, like we had a, we have a chain text on my phone of all, me and all the people who are going and they were, we were talking about it all today and I'm getting really excited because we plan on going there early on Sunday, tailgating for a couple hours and like, and then they, they were talking about, uh, spending the pre-show and fucking tailgating instead, just skipping the pre-show and, uh, I was like, well, I'm going to have to at least go in because that's what I, I got to watch the Cruiserweight match, you know. <laughs> true, but you can watch on the network outside on your phone and you'll know when the Cruiserweight match is about to start. That's true. So you can, so you can skip the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Oh, my God. I have, I have, we have to talk about that also. But, um, um, okay, yeah, no. Question. Have you okay. ever been to a WrestleMania before? No, um, I haven't okay. been to. Okay, so I um, this past Monday I went to a WWE live event by my house, and that was the first time I'd been to any main roster event. Wow! So this will be my first like main roster pay per view, and I'm really, really excited. Holy for it. shit! And the first one is Mania. That's yeah, gonna be crazy. Yeah, and then I'm also doing the the NXT on Friday too. I'm going to that. Oh no, fucking way! Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's incredible. All right, so you're gonna have a lot of fun this weekend yeah. coming up. Uh, NXT is gonna be a lot of fun. I suggest maybe some energy drinks for WrestleMania because it's gonna be a long day and night. Well, I think isn't that what there's 14 matches so far? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's only it's only gonna be a good 10 hour show. So. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really pumped. Uh, we're going to get there like between noon and one, I guess the doors open at like five thirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to tailgate for four hours. I got to make sure I don't drink too much cause I don't want to black out. I want to remember WrestleMania. Uh, don't black out. No, that's a don't terrible Don't throw idea. up. Keep uh, food in your stomach. Well, here's the thing. If I realize that I drink too much, I'm going to throw up because I want to get better. I'm gonna do it on purpose. If you throw up at five, you'll be fine by seven. Exactly, perfect. I'll, I'll skip all the nonsense matches, go right to the good stuff. 
No, I like. I'm really pumped for NXT. We we splurged a little bit and got closer seats. Uh, I've been going to the takeovers in Brooklyn for the past three years now. Um, so I'm re- or I guess the past two years. I haven't done three years yet. This will be my third takeover. Um, I didn't. I missed the the Bailey Sasha match. That was. I didn't go to that one. But mm-hmm. I. <laughs> what. That's okay. I mean, it's only the best match in NXT. I know of history, but I know. But you saw you saw Shinsuke versus Joe, right? I did. I did. Um, that, that was is a, one of my favorite moments. Yeah, that was a crazy one too. Because I actually thought uh, in that match Joe got fucked up because uh, I think at one point uh, Shinsuke hit a. It was either a Kinshasa or just a knee to the face, but he actually kneed Joe in the face. He hit the Kinshasa, and everybody thought Joe's jaw would shoot broke. Yeah, yeah, it was really well done. And And Joe uh, sold it like it was really broke. Yeah, and it's crazy because that was the first... I've watched that, and I think that was when Bobby Roode had one of his first feuds. Yep. And that was... uh, Or not first feuds, but first matches. He went against uh, Almas, I think. I think so, yeah. I think it was Almas. And then... uh, I friggin' watched like No Way Jose in a match. Um, he well, lost to. about that better, but <clears throat> no, that but, was one of my favorite takeovers because um, so they had the violinist open uh, do Shinsuke's entrance, and I remember when he came out, the whole Barclays Center was singing his song. Oh my god! Just, it was you just so loud. Felt that energy through the TV. Oh, it was so insanely loud when I went. I mean, the ta- the NXT shows are just unbelievable. They, especially the takeovers, they they just go all out with everything. Um, and okay, it was Bobby Roode versus Almas. Yep, yep. And it was Austin Aries uh, uh, beating No Way Jose. That's what it was. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that. Yep, yep. That was that was a good match too. Um, actually, it was pretty much. This was also the first uh, takeover for Ember Moon, and oh, okay. uh, Ember Moon beat Billy Kay. That was that was awesome. Shit, and, I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Billy Kay did not look good in that match. So uh, it's kind of a I don't I don't know if Billy Kay was ever that great in the ring. I'm sorry, I don't mean to go off on a on a weird different path. I'm going to stay on track. Um, the revival beat DIY in an amazing match. Uh, oh yes, yes they did. Oh uh, man, I I just. Uh. And then yeah, the third one, the third one was, more. the third one was really good too. Um, that was, um, they had a crazy match uh, that nobody expected, where it was Pete Dunne and Wolfgang going against Mustache Mountain. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and and that was also this is in the third takeover. The third takeover wasn't as good, um, but it had some good matches. That was the I think that was one of the first Almas and Gargano matches. Oh also. yeah, I'm sure. And that was the one where Sanity beat the Authors of Pain, and that match was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was the one where, if you remember, um, I think it was Nikki tried to Nikki Cross tried to jump onto I don't know Akam or Razor pick 
they look the same. Just she tried to jump onto one of them and he caught her, and then Killian Dane just splashed both of them through a table. Yep, yep. That and was, I was like, poor fucking Nikki Cross. <laughs> I know, I know. And um, it, uh, yeah, that was Alistair just, Black fought at Tommy. Oscar defeated Ember Moon. And then you had a main event of Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode. Yep. Which I wanted Bobby Roode to win so bad, but I know I, he was going up to the main <laughs> roster, which I'm glad that worked out for him. Um, at least he's at least he's got this uh, tag team to do stuff with. Um, but this, I mean, this one I'm I'm really really pumped for. Um, you know, I, I I we get the the Pete. No wait, that wasn't it. Damn, I guess I did go three years now. Because mm-hmm. I went to two, three, and four. Oh, see, there it is. Yeah, you went to the one. I remember that. You went to uh, take over Brooklyn last summer. Yeah, yeah, and that was... Okay, okay. I'm gathering my bearings as I go. That was uh, the Undisputed Era beating Mustache Mountain in a crazy match. You had oh, Pete Dunne beating Zach Gibson. Uh, mm-hmm. He had uh, Velveteen Dream beating EC3 when he hit the Purple Rainmaker elbow on the apron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Ricochet defeating Adam Cole in that crazy match where... Oh, that's the one where he did the springboard, uh, the handspring, and then he got super kicked? Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That was my pay-per-view of the year last year. Oh, yeah. And I got it a bunch was... of shit for it because they were like, yeah, that was okay. And I'm like, no, I love that takeover. That takeover was great. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, uh, it was fantastic. Um, okay, let me ask you this. What is the match you're looking forward to the most going to see live at TakeOver? And what is the match you're looking forward to the most going uh, for WrestleMania? Okay. Um, WrestleMania is... It's tough for me. I I honestly think I want. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, okay. Look, I'm. This is silly, and it's not my match. I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, but I think honestly, I'm really looking forward to that cruiserweight match, just because I want to. I haven't seen Buddy Murphy wrestle. I really want to see him wrestle. Um, okay. That's not my favorite. That's not the one I'm looking forward to the most. The one I'm looking forward to the most is probably going to be Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, just because I know the emotions in the stadium are going to be insanely high at that point to finally get what they were teased with so much. I just want to live in the the emotion that's going to be in that stadium. They have done a fantastic job, I'll give them credit, of, of building this up to where the fans are... are clamoring for it now um i pray they don't treat kofi like they did booker t uh back at wrestlemania 19 uh because if kofi loses i don't think anybody's going to be happy in that stadium no um that being said yeah that energy when kofi comes out and i don't care if they do it at nine o'clock i don't care if they do it at eight i don't care if they do it to start the show that energy for Kofi when he comes out is going to be electric. It's going to be fucking insane. Oh yeah, it's going to be. That's why I just want to live in that, live in the the emotion. It's going to be such a crazy, crazy event that I'm just, I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm so excited it's going to happen. Um, that it, it's, 
it's just going to be a, a whole experience in itself. And I, I'm I'm living for it. I'm pumped for it. Uh, obviously, I would have been more excited for the the women's match that's main eventing. You know, quotes air quotes when I say that. I don't know if it's going to close the show. I don't. I don't. I'm assuming it is. Uh, I, regardless of of what Adam had mentioned on the making the great episode, I don't think you promote on your website the main event is going to be and then not have that match close the show. I yeah, don't think would, that's a good look. That would be uh, lying. <laughs> that's yeah, what they call you that. Know what they I call mean? that lying. Like, and, I know, and I know they've done double main events and triple main events in WrestleMania history. Trust me, I'm the guy who knows that. But there's no way that you announce that two weeks before the show and then don't have them close the show. So I, I pretty much am guaranteeing that that match is going to close. My concern is what is the crowd energy going to be like at, at 11 o'clock? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, they're going to be exhausted. Um, but, I mean, that's why you got to put the most, the highest emotion, the, the, the matches that will invoke the highest emotion at the end because it will keep them invested. Um, as far as TakeOver, it's really hard for me to pick between Gargano and Cole uh, and the War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. Now, I know the build to the, you know, the Dusty Rhodes classic thing was, I, whatever. Black and Ricochet are gonna have an amazing match against the War Raiders. I think we all know that's gonna happen. And I, it's gonna be an amazing match to watch, even though you, you're pretty much guaranteed the War Raiders to win. It's still gonna be a really cool match. Uh, um, right. Gargano and Cole, uh, it's it's a two out of three falls. I I I, I find myself hard pressed not to pick that match as the one I'm the most excited for. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and say that one. Um, and then we get the sleeper of well, we get the sleeper match of Pete Dunne and Walter, which I think will be. I mean, Walter is he is what he is, but you know. Okay, so. Pete Dunne is going to sell for Walter. He's going to make him look better than he's had looked um, because it's Pete Dunne. I, I believe Pete Dunne's that good. I'm perfectly fine if Pete Dunne ends up winning. I yes. don't think it's going to happen, but I'm perfectly fine if that if that's what they go with. Um, Velveteen Dream versus um, Matt Riddle should be fun. Yep. Again, like you said, even though it's a foregone conclusion, I'm going to sit back and enjoy the War Raiders versus... Um, Black and 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 uh, Ricochet, and you know what? In the women's fatal four way, I'm sure EO is going to do some cool stuff. That's all I'm going to say about that. But Gargano versus Cole, these are two guys with enough experience and enough charisma, and a two out of three falls, you could be looking at match of the year. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's these two. Just ha- they have all the makings, you know what I mean. They have all the makings to just for match of the year. Um, they're amazing workers. Uh, they have great chemistry. They're just uh, it's just going to be an amazing match, and I- I'm really really pumped for it. Um, I, what, what's the only other match we didn't mention? The Fatal Four Way, probably right for the women's title. Yeah, so for the women's title, and I said EO might do some stuff during that, oh yeah, which you, is yeah, fine. That's, that's right. But do I think it's going to be a great fucking match? No, I don't think it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to be a good match. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I'm selfishly excited that I get to hear some uh, some of Walter's chops in person. <laughs> His chops are, are a little uh, little on a stiff side, so I'm excited to to hear what those actually sound like. Um, now, see, I, to be to be honest, if I was going, I would be excited for Pete Dunne because I there's a guy I would love to see wrestle live. He, he looks like he's fantastic when I see him on TV. So. Oh, and he is. I like I, I saw him wrestle at the one takeover. He's just he's a treat. He's a treat to watch. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you have anything else to say about about uh, NXT? Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I think it's going to be. It's interesting because it's at the Barclays and it's in Brooklyn, but because it's not the summer, they're calling a takeover in New York. I mean, it's at the yeah. exact same arena you did your takeover Brooklyn show because it's in Brooklyn. But that's fine. Call it New York. Call it whatever the fuck you want to, really. <laughs> does not matter. Um, oh, oh, side note, and I know we're pressed for time here, but just a quick side note. Do you think it's interesting that they ran TakeOver on Friday night instead of running it on Saturday against ROH in New Japan? Well, what Saturday night's also, what, the Hall of Fame speech instead? They switched it. So usually they do the Hall of Fame on Friday and TakeOver on Saturday. But now, this year, after ROH and New Japan announced they were running on Saturday at the Garden, um, WWE announced TakeOver would be on Friday and the Hall of Fame would be on Saturday. So I feel like they backed off because they didn't want to go head-to-head with hmm. with ROH in Japan. Yeah, I, I did find it to be interesting that uh, TakeOver was on Friday this year. Um, yeah, that's that's actually very interesting. Um, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if that was a... I, I mean, obviously it was a, a business decision that they'll make... They'll definitely make the most money that way, probably, if they... Okay. Um, because there won't be any fans going to ROH instead of a WWE event. I mean, I guess you know the Hall of Fame speech. Uh, it'll be. I guess it'll be interesting to see if the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame speeches like that ceremony has a, like not a lot of people at it. I wonder if it. Like I don't care. I wouldn't have gone to it anyway. Uh, like I'm taking the Saturday and just hanging out with my my friends, uh, but. I, if it was, I mean, I honestly think that NXT, if they ran on Saturday, it's it still would have got a ton of sales. I don't, yeah, that's I don't, the thing. There's enough people coming to New York that I can't see that would really would have affected ticket sales. I feel like both events would have been sold out regardless, uh, and maybe you know, for their structure this weekend, maybe that's what they wanted. They wanted Friday night takeover and then a break for the Hall of Fame, and then Sunday WrestleMania, which is fine. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, it's probably smarter for them in the sense that TakeOver uh, WrestleMania TakeOver has outperformed WrestleMania for the past three years in a row. So yeah. maybe give the fans uh, a little bit of a break in between so that they don't keep comparing TakeOver to Mania. I mean, that you're not going to stop that, but um, <laughs> people are just going to do it anyway, but... Uh, it'll, it's great for, look, it's great for wrestling fans. I mean, people, especially people coming from not in the area. I mean, you have people flying Mm -hmm. everywhere. So you get people who can actually spend the weekend 
go to TakeOver on Friday, go to ROH in New Japan on Saturday, and then go to WrestleMania. And then you don't have to go to another wrestling event for your entire life because you've literally spent probably a full day's worth of wrestling in one weekend. Speaking of which, how are you going to fend off all the ring rats that come from Europe that are going to be clamoring for American wrestling fans? Oh, clamoring for, you mean the rundown wrestling host? Yeah. Because they all listen. They all listen, of course. Of course. Um, Of course they do. I mean, you know, I got I got some uh, you know, karate chops in my arsenal. I I can fend them off, however, uh, however I need to. <laughs> karate chopping, Jeff. I love it. Yep. Yeah. I'll just say, you know, I I like I like my women with good teeth. There you go. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was oh, a terrible speaking joke. Of, speaking of women, speaking of women with uh, teeth or good teeth or not so good teeth. Jeff, there was an interesting uh, situation in the world of wrestling this week. Uh, maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with it. Um, especially oh, we're taking a break from WrestleMania? That, yes, especially okay. with our fans that are, are primarily focused on the WWE product. Okay. But uh, there occurred an event in Impact Wrestling where okay. in the reality, um, they didn't re-sign Allie because they couldn't afford to. Okay. And in storyline, they killed her off by bringing her into the quote-unquote undead realm and and slicing her throat or stabbing her in the throat with a Freddy Krueger claw. That's the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And, Jeff, I ask you, do you think even in the wacky world of Impact Wrestling... Do you think killing somebody is a little bit too much? I mean, <laughs> you're 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 stealing the Undertaker's gimmick from the '90s. First of all, sure. uh, second of all, um, okay. So you you had me kind of check this out, right? Uh, right yes, before I this. did have you watched the, the little video of Allie being stabbed. I mean, I guess I, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched Impact Wrestling in, in quite some time, and can't can't say I blame you. I'm I'm not totally familiar with the undead realm and and who's all involved in it. Uh, but watching it just with no context. Uh, first of all, it was not that well done. Uh, <laughs> when. Sue Young stabbed was going to stab Rosemary and what, Allie pushed her out of the way correct Allie had plenty of time to move out of the way herself uh, first yep. of all second of all uh, she didn't actually get stabbed she just kind of like the blades of the the thing were kind of around her neck not mm-hmm. into it um, and if I know I mean maybe it could have cut her neck but it definitely didn't kill her. Uh, it was it, it was it was not good. Okay, look, it was not good. It, I, in my opinion, it it looked like a bad soap opera. But I guess it seems like they're and and we talked about this a little. Earlier. It just seems like they're trying to kind of recapture that that like broken universe magic that they got with Matt Hardy. 
Um, yes, with the problem being there's no Matt Hardy. And so, yes. therefore, it's not funny. It's not like, wink, wink, we're in on the joke. It's more like a telenovela. Like, you know, yes. one of those Spanish soap operas where they do this weird, um, extreme, uh, supernatural stuff and they tie it into the storyline and you're supposed to sit there and just take it all for what it is. And it's just, eh. I get what they're kind of going for and I get that they're not taking themselves super seriously, but dude, everybody fucking knows she just didn't get re-signed. So to, to pull that gimmick to me, it's just, I don't know. I didn't dig it. I just thought it was kind of stupid. And look, I don't think there's really anything wrong with the concept of what they did. It's just the uh, the execution of it was poor. Um, I think if you took that segment and made it look decent, uh, you made her die, uh, but it wasn't sh- like shitly acted. Uh, it wasn't. It, it looked like it wasn't like they actually put some maybe production into it. Uh, besides just having a darkly lit ring, um, and people who were terrible zombie extras around the ring <laughs> and the you know what the problem is so so kane uh jumps the undertaker at royal rumble um mm-hmm. 1998 right and uh he locks taker in the casket and he sets it on fire you know taker's not dead but the visual is supposed to be like, oh my god, take it. Kane set his brother on fire. Yeah, I don't know if you can use that those types of gimmicks in 2019. It's just too silly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I guess it works for that universe that they're creating. Was it called Un- Undead yeah, Realm, okay. right? The Undead Realm. Wow. Which it, sounds like a special level in Mortal Kombat 2. It does. It does. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I uh, I didn't... It's like if I'm going to fight Reptile or Smoke, that's what I'm going to fight him in, is in the Undead Realm. It, 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 <laughs> almost, it, it almost looked like they were copying kind of the, the backstage segments they do on Lucha Underground. Ah, yes, that's a good point. It's a very uh, good point. You even think of that. Yeah, because Lucha Underground kind of does this telenovela type stuff, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Uh, I think in this particular case for Impact, I don't, I don't think it got the reaction or really set the. It, it it just didn't it didn't work for me. It didn't. It wasn't well acted. It, it, it didn't look real. It it. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it does invoke like people who watch it regularly. Maybe it did invoke a, a serious emotional reaction from them. I don't know. I just didn't like. I said I have been watching it, and I did not get that same reaction. Fair enough. We can move on. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I, I guess we'll 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 go back to WrestleMania real quick um, and talk about kind of the lower to mid card guys and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Ah, okay. I have a list here of the entrance in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And you okay, tell me... Okay, so we have 
We have. Yeah, yeah, Braun Strowman. That's all yeah. I know, other than the SNL guys. Yeah, you got the SNL guys, Colin Jost and Michael Che. You have Andrade. You got Apollo okay. Cruz, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado. So you got all of the house party in there. You got Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. You got Heath Slater and Rhino. You got Victor and Connor. You, you noticing a theme here? You got. Yep. And then you got Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. You got oh, Luke Gallows and life. Carl Anderson. You got. Okay. You got Otis and Tucker. And then you got <sighs> Ali. Yeah. Ali, Shelton Benjamin, and EC3. Good God almighty. So, from what I'm hearing, they took some very talented tag teams, and instead of building programs for them, which could have been very compelling, you just threw them in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Yeah. Which I don't get, because... Okay, so as a watcher of WrestleMania, going all the way back to one, there was a period in time, maybe between four and WrestleMania seven, where you had three or four tag matches on the card. Granted, I understand there was no women's division back in the late 80s and early 90s, but I liked when I was watching the Hart Foundation and Demolition and Legion of Doom and, um, you know, uh, the Orient Express or, or whatever, I liked the idea of the Rockers. I liked having all these tag teams on the card that had different feuds. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even saying you have to go back to that because I get it. We're in an age where you have, you know, a women's division, you have two brands, SmackDown and Raw, you know, you're trying to find time for everybody, but it it pains me that they couldn't come up with a tag title program for the Usos, who are fucking amazing, and not only amazing in the ring, but amazing on the mic. And you couldn't come up with a tag title program for the Revival. When you name off those teams, you know, how can you not find time for the Revival to have a program going into Mania that you could have built? But they don't, and they didn't, and and now we're stuck with all of these guys in the uh, you know under the giant battle royal, including EC3, who I think got fucking screwed. Like EC3, who sorry, EC3, who barely got introduced to the to the main roster audience, the mainstream audience. You're throwing him in this battle royal. Jesus, for what? To be eliminated seventh? Well, to counter that, the only thing I could say is he's on the WrestleMania card when they've literally not utilized him at all. Okay, so is he the only thing you could say. Yeah, (laughs) in the same match. So is stakes and weights. So is, again, no way Jose. Like, okay, so... So that's the other thing. So you you build up uh, stakes and weights. 
And you had them go through like a gauntlet, and they beat like three teams in one night a few weeks ago, not even, maybe three, four weeks ago. Why can't they get the title shot against the Revival? I don't know. I don't know. It's Okay, so so for just for context, right, this particular list I found, it's on, well, I, I found this list, and it's got 29 people listed. So there's one that's not here. Out of these 29 people, 17 of them are in tag teams. That's awful. It's terrible. That's and 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 the worst part about this, it, Andre the Giant Battle Royal should have had stakes, you know, tied into it from the very first one. It never yep. did. We never. thought it was going to make Cesaro a main event guy. It really did it. Although. I will say that when he slammed the Big Show and picked him up and and threw him over the top rope, it was a moment. It was a WrestleMania moment, right? Sure. Corbin got a little bit of shine when he won it. Yeah, he got to clean that for a few months. Yeah. <laughs> um, it didn't do shit for Matt Hardy. It didn't do really much for the Big Show other than to say, hey, look, a big guy finally won a battle royale. Yeah. But... And and that's their own fault because you could have tied some something to it like a title shot and it would have made a lot made it a lot better. Yep. My problem with this year is this year's uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal has been focused around Braun Strowman and two SNL guys, oh, two wow. SNL guys who, in my opinion, regardless of what was discussed this week on the rundown, I don't think they draw as much attention as people think they do. I don't even yeah. think this gets on entertainment tonight or e-television or anything because it's, it's who gives a fuck moment, right? Sure. That being yeah. said, if Braun Strowman does not win this match, there's something fucking wrong with everything. Yeah. Like, why would you have Braun? I mean, other, other than Braun's big and dumb and he, he's a stupid country idiot and he goes and jumps over the top rope and eliminates himself to chase after the SNL guys. Please uh, don't I, do that. I, no, I I could totally see this being the SNL guys going out of the ring immediately and Braun Strowman chasing them in the back and everybody else does their whole thing and then it comes down to like maybe two people left and then they run back down to the ring when there's like, yeah, like I said, maybe two or three people and then Braun Strowman just wins it. Like it's, I, I don't think it's that crazy. I, I don't think it's that... You're you're actually taking okay. Here's the one thing I do like. I will say that you're bringing a storyline into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, right? Sure. The problem is, who gives a fuck about the story that's going into it? Nobody. Right. And that's the thing. So, on this week on the rundown, Ginger had said, you know, I didn't even know these guys. To which Jason countered, like, just because you're not fans of them or you're not familiar with them doesn't mean there there aren't people that are. And I, I will agree with that. There sure. are, there's, there's a lot of fans of Saturday Night Live, a lot of people who are familiar with the Weekend Update guys. However, for those people that are familiar with the Weekend Update guys, do they give a shit that they're doing some wrestling thing on Sunday? Probably yeah, and- not. They're and probably going to gonna watch SNL regardless. And to that point, how many of those people who say say somebody really does care, say somebody loves 
these guys? Are they really going to tune in to watch it? Or are they just going to... Not unless they're already wrestling fans. Yeah, it's... And they're going to... If they're wrestling fans already, they're already going to watch. They're now, already, now, like... go back a few years ago, when you had Stephen Amell show up at SummerSlam to fight Cody, or Stardust, um, much different... Because I believe somebody like a Stephen Amell does bring in people. Because they're like, holy shit, Stephen Amell is going to get in the ring? i got to see that. Yeah, and the thing was with Stephen any... Amell, he actually tried. Like, he actually did yes. moves. He did stuff. Yep. I don't know if these two guys... I just, will... I just don't see that. Like, I can't see yeah, these no, guys taking right. any, any bumps. I can't see these... Maybe they'll take a bump like Braun Strowman will just hit them and they'll fall. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, oh, they, oh, they'll slip on a banana peel and, like, run into each other and, you know, stupid hokey shit like that. I mean, yeah. what are these guys actually going to do? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... It's one of those things I, I don't... I don't... I don't care. It's something that, that does, and, and does the other not thing interest is too, me. And the other thing is, too, and this is something that has become, you know, synonymous with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It really doesn't matter what happens in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. No. You could have a guy get stabbed in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Guess what? At 1130, at midnight, when the show goes off the air, everybody's talking about Becky, Ronda, Brock. Kofi, Daniel Bryan, AJ, nobody's talking about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Doesn't matter what you do during it. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Nobody's going to even mention it. Yeah. I doubt right. we'll even talk about it on the rundown. I'm sure we'll make We're going to have so much other it'll, stuff it'll to be, talk about it. Yeah, it'll be a very, very short conversation. There's so many other stuff to talk about. Like, yeah, it's just it becomes a non-story, and you know, you're bringing in these celebrities for what? For that? For a non-story that nobody's even gonna write about? Like, I just think it's dumb. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Let's move on from that nonsense. I think we gave that more time than the match is probably actually gonna go. Um. I. I. I guess I'll bring up. John Cena. Does he, okay. do you think he actually wrestles at WrestleMania? Um, there's there's rumors flying around. So I, as weird as this sounds, it, it's difficult for me to picture at WrestleMania without John Cena. Um, this yep. guy has been a local point of WrestleMania for 15 years, right? Right. Um, right. My only concern is that they haven't done anything yet. So, A, what are they waiting for? And yeah. B, where does that happen? It, You know, you have built this, Elias is going to be the musical guest at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. So I guess Cena could come out there and, you know, talk down to him and then give him a FU slash attitude adjustment. <laughs> yeah. Which is okay. I mean, Haven't me personally, I would before though. 
Yeah, a few times. So I'm not really a fan if they do it again. Um, I, you know, I still think Cena can go. And who knows what the fuck his schedule looks like these days. But if there was any chance of booking him in an angle, I mean, I'm, I heard rumors up till a couple weeks ago it was going to be Joe and Cena. That would have been amazing. And granted, yeah. I get it. John's not on the road every night. He's probably not in the best ring shape of his career. But to me, John Cena can still go. He can still go when that bell rings. And if he was put in a match against Joe, I guarantee it would have been a 15-minute classic. Sure, sure. I agree. So do I think he'll be there? I do think he'll be there. Given what happened last year with The Undertaker, I don't have high hopes. I'll just leave it at that. God, yeah, I know. Um, I, I, um, I personally think, yeah, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll wrestle. I think he'll make an appearance. I think, I think you made a very good point. I think he'll probably do some sort of shit with Elias because they kind of seem to. Like that's the only thing they have set up. Maybe, maybe they'll have some sort of surprise thing with him and someone else. Uh, maybe uh, racist old Hulk Hogan. I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this I will pop huge if Hogan comes out there and then Cena comes out here to interrupt them and, and then Cena ends up getting, giving him like a, an attitude adjustment I'll pop for that, that would be funny yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't happen you know, Hulk Hogan wouldn't let that happen but um, he can't take a bump anymore <laughs> no, no he cannot um all right, um, let's. Do you have uh, another topic? I think we have time for one more. Uh, okay, so just as we're winding down, um, they have pretty much confirmed on a lot of different outlets that there will be a draft or some type of shakeup the week after Mania. Okay. If you were going to shake things up given the fact that they're probably going to put a lot of star power on SmackDown, I ask you, who would you move to Raw and why and what would you do to fix Raw? Because I feel like Raw's broken at this point. Yeah, Raw's pretty consistently poor every week. Um, I... uh... I, is this the point where maybe you you switch the, the like Universal and WWE title? You think? Uh, for me, no. I don't no. like that idea because I don't like the Universal title, which has a red strap going to SmackDown. Um, yeah. And Fair. I get it; you can always change the strap. But uh, for me, I would love to see a guy like AJ on Raw or even somebody you know like an like an Andrade on Raw just right. freshen some things I I don't want Andrade to Raw only because I feel like he'll he'll flounder there like so many other people um possibly I I I agree with the AJ Styles sentiment uh because I feel like AJ Styles can be a main event guy in either of the shows. So I definitely mm-hmm. agree with the AJ Styles point. Um, I, I, uh, 
I mean, I'd like to see maybe a revival and the bar feud. I think that would be cool. I think Ooh, that, that would be cool. Yeah, I think that would be a decent a decent feud going forward. Um, I think you could have. Um, I, I think that would be obviously the bar moving to Raw. Um, but you know, the only I just thing thought of another that, one. I just I just thought of another one. Put the Usos on Raw. How much fun could that be, right? That's true. That's very true. Um, I think I think maybe you can move the Miz back to Raw, where he was doing better there. Um, he he hasn't done really a whole lot on SmackDown. Um, you could. Hmm, that's tough. I think maybe it's a point where you can get all of the four horsewomen on one show. I think that's something you could do. Um, you bring Charlotte and Becky maybe over to Raw or Sasha and Bailey over to SmackDown, one of the two. Uh, just so you have all four of them together so you can maybe set up that eventual four horsewomen feud they're going to have with, uh, well, you know what I'm saying. I would be uh, fine with Becky and Charlotte going to Raw. Um, I think what you need to do with SmackDown... So back in the day, they used to have the new superstar initiative. It used to be like a Teddy Long gimmick, right? And it would always be on SmackDown because that was his show. And he would either bring somebody up from FCW or he would, um, you know, if they signed somebody, this would be like where the guy debuted, right? Right. So what I think they need on SmackDown is you need new people in the women's division, or at least utilize people who can wrestle. So get Nikki Cross in a prominent position. Um, bring up Shayna. You know what I mean? Get. I think SmackDown for the women's division needs some new new blood. Yeah, yeah, you need something. I mean, um, Nikki Cross has been used fuck all. But I, wait, is she SmackDown? I think she's SmackDown. She has. She was a free agent, and they never said where she actually signed. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you have guys from NXT who are there already who you haven't used. Uh, hint, hint, EC3. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could definitely bring some new blood up. You, you need you need to put fresh, interesting faces in kind of more of the main event picture. Uh, because it's becoming a bit of a tired old formula. Uh, you're seeing the mm-hmm. same people main event every week. Um, the matches you're getting are, are just the same cookie cutter stuff you're getting every week. Um, you need to just change it up. Uh, and however you need to do it, whether you call up NXT people or you just switch, have people switch brands, you need to make people who weren't such a big deal on one show a big deal on another show. And see, and that's um, one of the things, too, is we were talking about Steve Call-Ups, but uh, another person that's been kind of spinning his wheels, you have to move Finn Balor. I know we've talked about it in the past, yeah. but let him go. Let him get a brand-new start on SmackDown, and I think you run with it, no matter who he's, he's paired with. Absolutely. Um, I definitely agree with that. And then, as far as NXT, if if you like if, if the if the audience is reacting to Ricochet 
or Aleister Black, I think you split them up and put them on opposite shows. Because both guys are single stars to begin with. And I think uh, anybody like Ricochet or or Aleister Black, whichever show you put them on, they're going to thrive. They have that character. And they definitely have the uh, the talent to do so. Yes. Um, it's a shame because who knows which direction they would have went in if Tommaso Ciampa did not get hurt. And, and I think Johnny's going to be needed in NXT now to kind of sell tickets for that brand. But yeah, other guys that are on the cusp that you could bring up, um, obviously there's, there's always the Velveteen Dream. Um, you know, you put him on any roster and it, it, it's instantly a gimmick, I think, that will work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He He's just... I mean, we've talked about it so many times on the show. He, he's just... He's one of those once-in-a-lifetime talents that can do anything. And, and to be fair, like, and I know they won't do it yet, but I think Matt Riddle is a guy that transitions pretty easily because he's got that, you know, uh, MMA background, and he's just a bro, and I just think it works. Yeah. Yeah, they won't do it yet, but, but once... Uh, I mean, just all these guys have potential. I mean, there's there's so many NXT guys who got called up and had potential, and they just weren't properly utilized. So it makes me nervous whenever I think of people that I actually like in NXT getting called up, because I don't know if it's going to go like, you know, like a Finn Balor or Asuka, and I don't... Uh, or like a Samoa Joe. I, I just... These guys could have all been champ. These people could have all been like major players every week, and they're just not. They're not being utilized how they should be, or they just don't have the time for them. Whatever it may be, um, it, it always scares me the thought of, of people that I actually like to see weekly going on the main roster and and just kind of being there. So it's weird because um, they are so all over the place with how they handle their call-ups. Um, they had that whole thing when they came out in January, and they said, hey, as long as we give you more of what you do want and less of what you don't want, you'll be happy. And then they proceeded to bring up six people, and all six of them do fuck all nothing. Like Lacey's music hits, and she walks down the ring, and then she walks back. It's better than the what most EC3's over doing. The six? <laughs> yeah, it's better than what ec is doing. You don't see... Tucker and Otis anymore. Um, but then on the other side of it, you bring up Rick, Ricochet and Black, and they're they're getting time. They're getting uh, time on on a you know a tight TV of Raw that you don't find time on. And they're I think they're they're starting to get over. I I again I'd love to see them as singles, but that God, almost feels like consistently beating the tag team champions. I think they're going to be the next tag team champions, right? Like at this point, I mean, Jesus. I feel like what they, what everything they did wrong with the six that they brought up, and then that they're starting to do right with Ricochet and Black. And then you look back at their history, and you look at guys like Joe and Finn who were brought in correctly and were over. But then you look at guys like, you know, the Ascension who were completely shit on, or Tyler Breeze, or you know. Yeah. So it's it is so spotty what they do with the call ups. I just feel like the only thing I like about the call ups is even if they do nothing with you for a year, 
if you're good, talented enough, eventually you find your way into a program and then eventually you get over, right? Yep, yep. Like, even Finn. I mean, Finn, even when he came back from his injury, he was kind of doing nothing for a long time. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. see what they do after Mania. Well, and with that, I think it's time. We are out of topics and out of time. So, thank you so much for joining me, Sal. It's been a pleasure. It was fun. I'd never done this show before, so now I know what it's like to be blended. Yeah, you have been officially blended. Stay, uh, as Adam said, I think it was uh, stay blendy, I think. Is stay that what blendy, it was? San Diego. Yeah, you go. <laughs> that's that's the one right there. Um, anyway, uh, we are not going to have the blender next week due to, uh, uh, I think, obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, being that we record this on a Sunday. Uh, and we will see you in two weeks. In the meantime, head over to rundownwrestling.com where we got the hottest women's tournament going on. Uh, be sure to head there and vote. It's, it's been huge for us. Uh, the numbers are getting bigger every week we go by and, uh, make sure you get your, your opinion out there and who you think is hotter. And, uh, yeah, just check out the other shows that are going to come out during the week. Uh, NXT Revisited, uh, Hurry Up and Cruiserate, WrestleMania Salvation's coming out tomorrow. Um, you got the rundown on Thursday, as usual, uh, and that'll be the go-home show for WrestleMania. So with that, I bid you adieu, and I will see you guys. Uh, well, I'll see you on Hurry Up and Cruiserate. But um, Sal, thanks again. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. I have a blast, and I will see your ass next time. Bye, guys.